If we were watching the events of Exodus 33 and the chapters that preceded and the chapters that followed, but Exodus 33 is where we read. If we were watching those events, what would we see? We would see a large number of people, thousands and thousands, perhaps, perhaps, close to a million, perhaps more. And we would see them in the wilderness, in a desert-like area. Now, if you see a large group of people, including old people and young people, women and children, in a desert area, a large number, you'd say to yourself, how did they get there? <laughs> how did they get there? See, if it was one person, you might say, how did he get there? But it's easy to think if it's one person, maybe he lost his way. <laughs> but what's a whole bunch of people doing in the middle of the wilderness? in the middle of a dry and very unfriendly, inhospitable area. The Lord brought them out of Egypt. The Lord brought them out of bondage and slavery, which they experienced for hundreds of years. The Lord brought them out miraculously, uh, through the ten plagues which he brought upon the land of Egypt, من خلال البربات العشرة يلي أرسل على أرض مصر, the Lord guided them in the wilderness in a miraculous way and provided for them in a miraculous way. Bitter waters which they found, he made uh, sweet uh, manna from heaven. Uh, water from uh, the rock. He gave them victory over an attack, an ambush, uh, by a nearby warlike people called Amalek. Chapter uh, 17. Exodus chapter 19. They came to Mount Sinai. To the best of my knowledge, we are not exactly sure, precisely sure, where Mount Sinai is. There is a traditional place, people say, it might be this particular mountain in the southern part of the Sinai Peninsula, but the truth is that it could be some other place, because there are several mountains, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Uh, this is not an area which is desert as in you know, sand dunes. Uh, it is desert, but with ups and downs. Mount Sinai, the special thing. Not the precise location of the mountain, but rather the fact that the Lord revealed himself upon the mountain and spoke to them in 
a very special way. And Moses went up and received commandments from the Lord. And he came uh, down again and spoke to the people. And the people promised to do all that the Lord uh, had uh, commanded. So Moses went up again to the mountain to receive further commands, further uh, instruction. And then the very unfortunate, very sad events of Exodus chapter 32, where Moses, up on the mountain, having stayed there for some time, what happened in his absence? The people decided to make unto themselves a golden calf and to worship it as a god, as the god which brought them out of the land of Egypt. And we read the whole of chapter 33, and it is not difficult to understand, uh, especially from the first half of the chapter, uh, that the Lord at this point was not, shall we say, particularly pleased with this people, and particularly pleased with how they had responded to all that he had done. And so, with this in mind, Think of verse 14 in particular, uh, towards the middle of the chapter, uh, Exodus 33 and verse 14, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee uh, rest. When we think of the people and when we think of what they did in chapter 32. And we could turn to some other chapters as well and see how at various points they complained and they murmured. So it's not just chapter 32 that we are speaking of and the golden calf, but some other things as well. My presence shall go with you and I will give you rest. The grace of God was exceedingly abundant. God's undeserved goodness. Why should the Lord go with me when I have failed, when I have sinned when often and again and again I have not done what he has commanded. Isaiah 48 and verse 9 says, For my name's sake I will defer my anger. Jeremiah chapter 14 and verse 7 O Lord, though our iniquities testify against us, do it for thy name's sake. For our backslidings are many, 
we have sinned against thee. Daniel chapter 9, verses 18 and 19. O my God, incline thine ear and hear. Open thine eyes and behold our desolations and the city which is called by thy name. For we do not present our supplications before thee for our righteousnesses, but for thy great mercies. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, hearken and do. Defer not for thine own sake, O my God, for thy city and thy people are called by thy name. Why should the Lord go with any people, with any person who has sinned because of his great mercies, because of his goodness, because of his grace, for his uh, sake. When Simon Peter saw it, that is the catch of great fish, Luke chapter 5 and verse 8, he fell down at the knees of Jesus saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man. For he was astonished, all those who were with him as well, at the draught of the fishes which they had uh, uh, taken. Of course, one of the things that is part of the picture, Simon Peter's earlier statement, Lord, we've fished all night, we've caught nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word we will let down the net. Lord, depart from me, for I am a sinful man. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee a rest. A promise that we can take. A promise that we can consider as directed to uh, believers. Not because I am worthy, but because the Lord is full of grace and mercy. Also, we might consider that this promise, that this statement was made because of the intercession, because of the prayer of uh, Moses. Uh, back in chapter uh, 32 and towards the end of the chapter. Uh, Exodus thirty-two thirty-one. Moses returned unto the Lord and said, O oh, this people have sinned a great sin and have made them gods of gold. Yet now if thou wilt forgive their sin and if not blot me, I pray thee out of thy book which thou hast uh, written. Moses offering himself somehow as a sacrifice, identifying with uh, the people, asking uh, that if the people will be blotted out, that he would be somehow with them. Now, Moses interceded for the people in praying for them and in expressing uh, this sentiment which we have considered. But there is a greater uh, intercessor, and uh, that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, Moses himself said that the Lord will raise up from among you a prophet like unto me, 
فيقيم لكم الرب النبي مثلي The great intercession is the intercession of the Lord Jesus Christ who took upon himself the sins of others not just expressing a willingness but bearing the penalty which belonged to many 1 John chapter 2 and verses 1 and 2 my children these things i write unto you that ye sin not and if any man sin we have an advocate with the father lena shafia and al uh, who is this mediator who is this advocate there is only one we have an advocate with the father Jesus Christ, the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins. He is the atonement. He is the covering uh, for our sins, not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole uh, world. What will happen here, there, uh, political situation in the country, uh, in uh, the region, the Lord says, my presence will go with you, and I will give you uh, rest. My presence will go with you. Some of the things that are associated with that. It is a manifestation or you might say an acknowledgement that this people that this group of individuals belong to the Lord and are associated with him in a very particular and special way verse 16 for wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight is it not in that thou goest with us so shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the uh, earth. The presence of, uh, of the Lord with uh, the people was a way of saying to all mankind, to all peoples, these are my people, I am their God. I am uh, their, uh, their God. The Bible speaks of the Holy Spirit. Of course, so many different passages. Uh, the Bible speaks of the Holy Spirit as a seal. As a seal. It says, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. And that is the earnest, the down payment. Uh, the down payment of our inheritance, the Larbun, until the redemption, uh, until uh, 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 the time when uh, Jesus comes. Uh, this is Ephesians chapter 1, also mentioned in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 22. It says, Who has sealed us and given us the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts, so that the presence of the Spirit with the believer says, you are the child of God. The Spirit bears witness with our spirits. Romans chapter 8, verse uh, 16. يَشْهَدَ الرُّوحْ مَعَ أَرْوَاحْنَا 
The Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. First John chapter 4 and verse uh, 13. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. Is this acknowledgement important? Yes, I think it is important. There are times when I can be filled with doubts. There, can, there are times when I can ask myself, am I truly God's child? But the fact that God is with the believer gives the believer assurance. I don't always have that assurance in exactly the same way. Sometimes I perceive it more than at other times. There, there are ups and downs in my uh, perception, but nevertheless, it is a fact that God is present with his children, with his children. Uh, Psalm 139, verses 7 and 8, where shall I go from your spirit? Where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend up to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, you are there. Uh, you are there. Uh, my substance was not hid from you, Psalm 139 as well in verse uh, 15. Um, uh, verse 17, how precious are your thoughts unto me, O God. Uh, if I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. And when I awake, I am still with you. When I awake, I am still with you. My presence shall be uh, with you. An assurance that we are God's children. This presence is a presence that not just has an inward impact, but it has an outward uh, uh, impact as well. It is a presence to protect and to preserve the uh, believer. One of the things that these people experienced, and it was not a long time before uh, the passage that we uh, have read, they experienced the crossing of the Red Sea. A fearful <laughs> time. Uh, a difficult time. Uh, uh, to begin with, uh, the sea on one side and Pharaoh and his army on uh, the other side. And that was a very difficult position to be in. They had no weapons. They had uh, no experience in such situations. They had no organization which would somehow help them to deal with uh, that uh, situation. They had just run away from uh, Egypt. It is quite possible, quite likely, that they were tired, exhausted from walking uh, long uh, distances. So what will happen? Uh, what will happen is that the Lord will act. Is uh, that uh, the Lord will uh, intervene. Uh, look at Exodus chapter 14 
and verses 19 and 20 and the angel of God who went before the camp of Israel removed and went behind them and the pillar of the cloud went from before their face and stood behind them and it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel and it was a cloud and darkness to them and it gave light by night to these so that the one came not near the other all night. Oh, I thought that the pillar of cloud would lead them. And I thought that the pillar of cloud settled upon the tabernacle at particular times. That was part of our reading. The pillar of cloud, this is God working. And he does what he desires. (laughs) And when he wants to, he will set it behind them and use it as a shield, use it as uh, something to separate uh, one from the other, keep one in darkness, bring light uh, to uh, the other. The sea, the Lord opened it. Not an everyday event. And the people went through as on dry land. And then it closed upon uh, Pharaoh and upon his armies in the desert. We've already spoken of the Lord's uh, provision and uh, protection. Provision, water, food, uh, protection against uh, uh, Amalek. They emerged from Egypt. They emerged with with a certain amount of riches because they took things from the Egyptians. The Egyptians were willing to give them certain things. And so they left with a certain amount of gold and silver. We know that that was the case because they had at least enough to do what? To to give some, perhaps much, of what uh, they were given by the Egyptians uh, to give it to 